0: Essential workers who these are our heroes. And I've been waiting for that because they've been my heroes for a really long time. It's finally everybody's heroes. And if we want to actually honor them, that means we have to do the work to make the change to make sure this shit never happens to them again.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Bituation Room podcast. Live stream. I'm your host for Jessica Fiorentini. I hope you guys are good. Here we are. Here we are. You press play. Don't press stop. That's a great song. And yes, I'm going to write it one day. Write it down. Mm, it'll be it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good once I've I've developed it. Um thank you all so much once again for being here. Uh you know me from News broke from the damage report, from the thing, the one time I had on on the big channel. And uh, that's about it from here, from the Bituation Room. We have such a good show for you today. Uh, comedian Greg Edwards is here. Uh, activist organizer Nalini Stamp of Working Families Party is here. We're getting into it. We're talking about the Biden administration. We're talking about the outgoing Trump administration. Uh, we're talking about the future of the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, and how that translates into policy. Uh, Also, what do we do about all the billionaires and, uh, you know, the class war that we need to wage? Um, I hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving, uh, a very good anti-colonial Thanksgiving, may I add. Um, You know, it's hard because, like, I hate colonialism, but I love pumpkin pie. So how do we do both at the same time? One of those ways is supporting Indigenous and Native organizations, obviously, right? Never forgetting about them. And you can do that by tipping this show, and we will donate a portion of your tips to... Uh, decolonizing wealth's Native American response fund, providing rapid response support for Native American communities during the pandemic. We're talking about communities that have, been, that have been hardest hit by the virus, communities that have been hardest hit by the economic impacts of the virus, and the fact that uh, one in six families in this country is actually suffering hunger. Yeah, first world. Welcome to the first world. <laughs> Capitalism's bad, y'all. Um, I, uh, I, I, you can t- tip us also, sorry, this is what I was supposed to finish, uh, saying, you know, the tryptophan really does last. It, it lingers in the brain. Yes, I ate turkey and I broke my vegetarianism for the turkey because I like to break my vegetarianism with the driest bird possible. That's it. That anyway, you can tip us TBR live on venmo tbr live on cash app do that your tips mean so much we are donating a portion of them to uh decolonizing wealth uh and just a shout out to everyone who's given 20 bucks or more saritam sanyal david piles kt robert Fen Fendia, fedina there you go Fadinia. for john I- i'm not gonna say what i want to say Vagina is what I wanted. Okay, I said it. Uh, George Bricado, Brent Andrews, Juan Vasquez. Thank you all so much for your donations. You're so sweet. And also BT dubs. You know, it's a small milestone, but it's a milestone nevertheless, you guys. We have 10,000 subscribers on YouTube to this channel. Thank you all. Thanks so much. Thanks for liking this stream, sharing it, for subscribing, for supporting this podcast and supporting this like little nest of comedy and politics that is so important to carve out consistently uh george carlin is trending on twitter because every day some motherfucker finds out who the fuck george carlin was you know and the genius that he was and uh in his spirit i like to you know just be a, a third a fifth of the comic and political genius that carlin was I'm trying to carry that torch y'all um but hey thank you for everyone being here um Please comment, super chat. I already see some super chats. Thanks so much for that. Let's start off with, with what I'm bitching about, y'all. What is it? Um, The Biden administration already. And here's the thing. I really don't want to bitch about the Biden administration. I don't. Like, I'm tired of being angry. I fucking hate being angry. I want to calm down. I want to take a rest. Uh, but AOC said we're not going back to brunch. So, baby we got to still be angry. We got to still push. And look, there have been some good nominations in the Biden administration. Okay. I'm not going to say good. I'll, look, all right. Cesar Chavez, granddaughter, maybe that's good. That is very good. So maybe there's been some good, but it's definitely been one of the like, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you type administration picks, you know, and cabinet picks. So we've got kind of some Old school Obama. the a very Obama 2.0 in the year 2020. Um, Janet Yellen as the head of the Treasury Department, Secretary of Treasury. It doesn't seem bad. She's got, you know, she's got an innocent bowl haircut. And, like, it doesn't seem like she's going to, you know, evict me from my house. So maybe that's good. And she did oversee, like, a massive uh, economic upswing under the Obama administration. So, hey, put her back in office. Trump, of course... Took all the credit for that. Um, She seems okay. Uh, Let's see. uh, First Latino to be head of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas. He seems okay. And then there was an announcement today. And I saw this woman's name trending. And I was like, I'm not even going to click on it because I don't want to know what it's about. Because whenever she trends, it's always because she said some petty bullshit and she's gone after, you know, uh, a Bernie Sanders supporter, Bernie Sanders himself, uh, Elizabeth Warren, um, Cory Booker, apparently going after anyone for anything. Um, But then I finally realized why she was trending, and that is because she's been tapped to be the director for the Office of Management and Budget, and I'm talking about Neera Tandem. Nira Tandon, who is the head of the Center for American Progress and just loves to punch left, just hates, hates Bernie, hates hope and change and any ideas of progress, ironically, because she heads up the Center for American Progress. But the, OK, so the Center for American Progress, it's a think tank. Um, she has been uh, she's at the helm. She's worked with the Clintons for so many years. Um And has been an advisor to Hillary Clinton. uh, And the think tank in and of itself has been against things like raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour. This is, mind you, in 2016, 2015. Against raising the minimum wage. Against Medicare for all. Um, She said something like, "Uh, Libya has oil and we have a deficit. So (laughs) let's do it. Very ill-advised invasion of Libya. I mean, it's stable, right? I think. I haven't checked in on Libya in a while. I guess I should. But um, she's just, she is the watchdog for the status quo. Now, I will say this. I don't think that the Office of Management and Budget, which is the body that that apparently uh, presents the president's budget, is that important? Like, it's not the Secretary of Treasury, right? It's not the Department of the Interior, which I still don't exactly know what they do. Pretty sure it has something to do with like land management and shit like that. But anyway, the point is, it's not that in se- it's not that serious, but it's just so annoying that of course, near fucking Tandon has to have a role, and yet Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, any other progressive has not been nominated to any cabinet position as of yet and probably won't be, let's be real. Um, it's annoying. It's just it's just bad. It's, a, it's bad news and it makes me, again, I don't want to critique the incoming administration so hard yet. I want to see and wait to see what they do, um, but it doesn't really bode well. And my entire, and I think a lot of progressives, feeling on this is you all almost lost again to a idiot celebrity populist billionaire millionaire whatever, um, you almost lost again. Really, I mean it wasn't close, but it was too close. And now you're going to put the same status quo people back in power. You're you might set us up for something worse than Trump in four years, in eight years, in ten, whatever it is. Like we need to put the final bullet. Nonviolently, but we need to kill fascism in this country. And es- electing establishment folks, electing neoliberals like Nera Tandon, it's not the way to go. And yeah, she's a woman of color, but guess what? There are so many other women of color who are amazing and dope, who would be very qualified to do the same job, uh, who don't make a habit of picking fights with anyone who dares to say that they're for Medicare for all. So That's what I'm bitching about. You feel me? Anyone else? Well, before I uh, shout into the ether by myself, I want to know what you guys are bitching about. But I also want to bring in our guests uh, because I can't do this show alone. And I'm so happy to have these two guests with me. Um, You've seen him on Comedy Central. He's been featured in the International New York Times as well as on NPR and MTV. He's the creator of the YouTube series Thug Notes. Please welcome comedian Greg Edwards. Hey, what's up, Francesca? Hi, Greg. Thank you for being here.
2: Hey, good to be here. I like what you bitching about too. Talking <laughs> that shit.
1: Did you know who
2: Nero was before? I've I've seen her before because she's she's very hot, and uh, I've seen her before. <laughs> and I don't I don't always trust uh, beautiful uh, political women.
1: <laughs> oh and but know, she's beautiful you're like she, 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 she's uh, gorgeous
2: and i can see how she gets away with things um but you know are we
1: thinking I, of the same person i think we're gonna need to check notes on this but okay
2: she's like some political uh station before and uh yeah yeah she's a,
1: she's a cutie but um i don't trust all of them i don't trust all the the cute pol- political she's people. a centrist cutie yeah no That's i know fox scenario. fox news Fox News teaches us very, very well about uh just like you know how fascist Barbies really are. Yeah. Like if I had known that as a child.
2: Fascist I, Barbies. Ash Brown, know. you know, I'm like see, they can they ease them in. You can't trust you can't trust all POCs. <laughs> you know in political movements because that's how they get in i'm just being honest you can't just vote for everything they just people.
1: bat their eyes and then it's done all right greg I see what you're saying um i'm gonna also bring into the habituation room a progressive activist and grassroots organizer who serves as the director of strategy and partnerships for working families party and is the leading election defenders joy to the polls initiative she's leading that uh please welcome nalini stamp. Hi y'all!
0: I'm really excited to be here. How
1: so good to have day? you. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm fine. Uh, I am once again. I'm just like I really didn't. I don't want to get mad. It's so easy to just be like Democrats suck, you know. <sighs> but sometimes yeah. they do, you know.
2: True. <laughs> sometimes
1: they do a lot of times. They do unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but we can't give up. Did you? How was? How were both of your Thanksgivings? I had a really good distance. time. Socially yeah.
0: distance, just one person from my pod over and watch nice. Christmas movies. Cause it really is the beginning of Christmas for
2: me. <laughs> what you yes. watch? what you watch?
0: Uh, National you. Lampoon's oh, uh, nice. Christmas. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. College oh Gremlins. my God, so good. Yeah. Gremlins. Yeah,
1: yeah. Gremlins. Yes. Oh. <laughs> See, these are the good ones. I did the same thing on Halloween. You know, there's like no good Halloween movies, like, Hocus Pocus is okay. <laughs> there's just not. I, n- I mean, like, there's scary movies, but there's no, like, I guess it's not holiday. a feel-good holiday. Never mind. Greg, how was your, <laughs> how
0: was <is> your Thanksgiving? <laughs> it was good. It was
2: good. Uh, hung out with my lady. Uh, we made some food. We, was, we were supposed to kick it with some friends, but we were like, you know what? Let's just be legit and just do it by ourselves. And it was <laughs> nice. It was good. You know, I always like spending time with my lady. So it was good. It was good.
1: Wow, not not sick of. I mean, is it a new lady? Because I was like, how are you not sick of your lady after? No, this? I mean, you know
2: what? Uh, we've been spending so much time together, and uh, it's been actually really good. It's been great. Good. yeah, it's yeah. so been beautiful actually.
1: You've you've Aww. done you've done Aww. ten five hundred piece puzzles, thousand piece puzzles. <laughs> if a couple can survive that, that's <laughs> no, the challenge.
2: House Hunters International. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, been, uh, it's an up and coming neighborhood. We drank orange juice, you know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been great. It's been great. <laughs>
1: um, all right. Well, we start the show with our guests the same way every single week, which is asking to look at the bad side of things, sadly, um, and ask you what you're bitching about. You heard me go on a long diatribe about uh, near tandem. So uh, what are you two bitching about? Nalini, what are you bitching about today? Um, to be honest, it's, it's not that serious, but
0: I am really upset that I was, I was looking at my switch and trying to figure out what new games, it was my birthday recently. I got a, um, uh, a code from, from, um, the, my colleagues at working families party. And I was just so mad that there are are, like ads for stuff like outbreak and, and pandemic. Like, I don't want to, we're living in one. I don't want to play a video game (laughs) about, living in a pandemic <laughs> or a viral outbreak. So I've just, I've been getting very, very upset of any content that is trying to lure me into the situation that it is 2020. So that's what I've been
1: bitching about right. as of lately. Like we're living it and it's awful. But like, <laughs> yeah. it would be kind of fun to be like, I am the head of the, you know, um, what is it? The... What's the international yeah the cdc or like what's the international one i can't remember the who like i'm the head of the the who and i can solve it like like just cosplaying doing this better would be fun
0: (laughs) yeah but it's still
1: traumatic so (laughs) no you you can't even play oregon trail now without being triggered you're like diphtheria oh my god (laughs) totally uh greg what are you bitching about
2: uh, I got a bitch about the stimulus. I'm like, yo, we need this bread, man. Uh, my neighbor got his motorcycle stolen uh, like two days ago, and I was like, dog, people broke, man. I'm sorry. He was like, yo, you got your camera work? And I'm like, dog, that camera's just there for show, homie. <laughs> that gonna work. And, uh, you know, people broke, man. And I'm tired of calling up friends and family, and I hear that brokenness in that voice, and uh, yeah, we just need that bread. So, you know, sorry to bring it down, but yeah. Mm-hmm. bucks after all this, and we closing down everything again. You know, yeah. I, I'm not mad at people for like, fuck it. I'm opening up my bar, and I don't care what people are saying. You know, I get it. I get it. People are broke right now. You need to get that bread
1: for sure. For sure. It's it's like I I hate you know. It's like small business sa- Saturday, and you're like, yeah, give them money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. these businesses money. Please. Give. We need one of these days. Like, what's like you know, um, like take back the take back your government Tuesday or, you know, uh, (laughs) worker Wednesday Something Exactly. Let's get a worker Wednesday up here with this cyber Monday, black Friday bullshit. Uh, yeah. I mean, it is, it's funny because I think I keep on coming back to the fact that Trump put his name on that $1,200 stimulus check and how corny it seemed, Mm -hmm. but how it actually probably helped him a lot, you know? And, you know, if we get I know we're going to talk about this later with Nalini and and what the priorities are going forward. But it's like, can Biden bucks be on there? You know, just like put a name, put Biden's name on something. Just put his little grinny veneers or whatever, you know, his little dentures on something (laughs) be like, spend your Biden bucks. (laughs) Yeah. Cause it works. People like that. People do need money. Exactly. Um, all right, well let's move into this week. I know everyone, thankfully, I I hope y'all unplugged a little bit. Um, I know I did, but there was still stuff that happened and we got to talk about it. So this is the week where, so this was the week where, The president gave his first post-loss press conference from a bizarrely small desk as he continued to claim election fraud. You might say it was his NPR Tiny Desk concert, uh, at which he played the world's tiniest violin. Just teeny tiny. Uh, The other thing that the Tiny Desk highlighted is that Trump has a fatty. That's right. As so fat, you can see it from the front. Uh, And the question is, is it natural? Is or is he stuffing with a diaper? Um, I have said it before, people who watch the damage report, people who watch this show. Uh there is only one way to find out whether the president wears diapers or not. He needs to show us his undies and prove just like he proved that he can drink water with one hand. Remember that? That was so oh, yeah. much, so much fanfare. Show us the undies. Show them like come on it's a matter of national security I feel like we can get this going and he will actually show us this is I know this is corny you guys but this has been my it's been my life's purpose for a few months now <laughs> um did did either of you see these photos of him at the tiniest little doll desk with the just the biggest ass <laughs>
2: <sitting>? oh yeah
1: <laughs> it's very hard to unseat I didn't notice
0: his ass, but I definitely noticed the tiny desk and thought of NPR's tiny desk. So that was just amazing.
2: I've just never seen that desk. Because all the presidents use like a tiny desk. I've just never seen them by themselves in that desk. It just looks so lonely. And uh, yeah, Trump, hella thick. You ever see them golf photos? Yeah. Got that big old donkey butt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it oh, <laughs> <In his caties, laughs> <God>, is He's just all of this,
2: but
1: it's so perfect because it's just like you I feel like next press conference he's just gonna have a full bonnet and like a little pacifier, you know, big old crocodile tears. He's just slowly turning into a baby.
2: He's so sad because um, it's all in his eyes. He just uh it's so beautiful to watch because he's he's that's one thing that is nice about Trump that you can really see like his emotion. You can see mm. him being sad and it kind of hurt feelings about it. That's the kid in him, it's, it's, it's beautiful.
1: Yeah, yeah, he can't he can't hide how he feels. He's nah. not smart enough to hide how he's nah, actually feeling. Um, he continues to uh, he continues his losing streak, by the way, recount in Wisconsin, showing that the state went to Biden again. Pennsylvania Supreme Court threw out the last legal challenge there just today. Like how many ways can one person lose? You know, this is this is like green eggs and ham of elections, you know. He did not win on a boat. He did not win with a goat. He did not win on a box. He did not win with a . I appreciate you, Nalini, for laughing at that. Because, you know, it's. Uh, that's what I got. It is good. It's great. No, I mean, I think he also has, he also, the, the,
0: the worst part about it is that he actually has, like, a few more times to lose. If he still wages the battle, like he has the electoral college to lose and Mm. then the congressional vote or like the counting to lose. So it's it's the gift that keeps on giving until January 20th.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's still we still have to see him hauled out like one person on every limb, just kicking and screaming and holding on to his little like, you know a carpet from the White House or whatever. It's uh it's gonna keep on getting good slash scary. But
2: that reporter the other day when he said uh, hey you don't you don't talk to the president like that. You know it's like it's like, he's trying to take his ball away and stuff. It's
1: it's great. Mm-hmm. It's good. You know, like how much <laughs> did that guy have to fight off the urge to be like, well you're you're a lame duck. I mean <laughs>
0: To be yeah. fair, <laughs> like, that's probably you, in, a, in a group checks that he he sent out. At least
1: that reporter, <laughs> absolutely. Um, all right. Well, moving on to the scarier side of the lame duck presidency, this was the week where Israeli assassins killed a top Iranian nuclear scientist in their ongoing pain of killing campaign of killing Iranian nuclear scientists in their ongoing campaign of trying to provoke Iran into retaliation and thereby triggering the United States into World War III and never having to make peace with Palestinians, uh, because apparently the Middle East is just a Rube Goldberg machine, like. Mouse eats cheese. Marble falls. Balloon inflates. World War Three. Like, that's all it is. And this is what they're trying to trip off. Um, Many suspect this is an attempt by the by Israel and the Trump administration to screw the incoming Biden administration and prevent it from renegotiating diplomatically via the Iran deal. Uh, In layman's terms, the Trump administration is basically like the person who takes a big shit in a single bathroom and then. It's like smelly as hell. And then he leaves, you know, and then Biden's the guy that comes in after. And then Iran's right behind Biden and Iran and Biden's like, no, that wasn't me. There's no, (laughs) I swear that's the other guy, but Biden, you know, and is this more about me and my experiences than anybody else? (laughs) You feel like there, like, I've always thought there should be a way to signal to the person who uses the restroom after you that the big smelly smell wasn't you. Like it's gotta be, Like you invoke the shaggy, it wasn't me rule, you know, (laughs) like anyway, but that's basically what's happening. It's a really, it's like a super volatile situation. It's unclear what Israel really wants, but ultimately all they want is just like continue crimes against Palestinians. And they can do that if the United States, you know, is distracted by Iran and a war in Iran. Of course, they say it's, you know, because they don't want them to get a nuclear weapon. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, There is questionable reports as to whether they even have the capacity to have a nuclear weapon. But I mean, we are just like one, you know, terrorist attack away from like Trump being like, yep, okay, let's go to war. And Pompeo, like, yeah, let's do it. We got two months, month and a half, you know, that's enough time. i've seen wag the dog i've seen
0: wag the dog enough times um to you know i mean yeah it's 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 a hot mess and i think that they're it's it's the baby that's being dragged out kicking and screaming and is going to ruin everything in their path and i think that like well and 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 also it's 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 just like it's been years and years and years of this vicious cycle of of Israel just trying to, to to announce their power and assert their power in ways so, as you said, that they can continue to not be held accountable against crimes against uh, Palestinians and the indigenous community there, as well as Bedouins, right? Like, it yeah. is just the state that they're running. So it's really yeah. unfortunate to continue to see this. It's
2: I think if you're a nuclear physicist uh, in Iran, you need to uh, be a janitor for the rest of the year, dog, because uh, y'all are getting... Blasted just, just out of nowhere. You could be going to Staples with your girl and you just get shot up. You know what I mean? Be a janitor, man. And uh it's bad. It's 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 terrible. It, it's, yes, absolutely. It's but it's the same shit, it's the same thing over and over again. Israel and is the mean. US, poor Palestinians, you know.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like it's this sort of vicious cycle because if there's so much, if the sanctions, I mean, this is for a whole conversations, but a whole other conversation but like if you have so many economic sanctions and you need nuclear power you're going to be developing some amount of nuclear capability right not weapons but power uh, and that's not the same thing and so you kind of put them between a rock and a hard place um i don't know i need to watch like welcome to the zohan to just like you know like just an israeli that i like which is really just adam sandler playing an israeli uh that movie was better than <laughs> i think some people give it credit for
2: <laughs> And and shouldn't we we all get a nuke? At this point, I think everybody should have a nuke. I should have a nuke. You all should be able to have nukes. She's like, Oprah, you get a nuke.
0: Everybody should have a nuke. I want a nuke. I ain't going to use it, but I want to have one.
1: But you want one. Exactly. This is the rationale. Everybody else Um,
0: get
1: one. I love Greg. I, I love you just like at the UN or like the IAEA. Look. Why can't I have a nuke? It makes sense. You just give me the capability. Um, all right. This was the week where the Supreme Court ruled that the state of New York and others cannot restrict religious services and gatherings under COVID-19. Uh, you know, obviously to prevent the spread of it. Um, this is because the GOP has been packing the courts and now the courts are packing the morgues. The case was brought by churches and synagogues in New York against the restrictions of Andrew Cuomo, who, of course, hates religious services because it distracts from the Church of Cuomo. Followers of Andrew. (laughs) Disciples of (laughs) rough-handed Italians who do little to nothing but receive way too much adoration. (laughs) This is, it's like, I mean, but here you see, right? This is uh, Amy Coney Barrett deployed deployed to allow people to uh, get, I don't know, like make it get closer to Jesus, like meet him sooner. Is that what we're, is that, is that the goal here?
2: Hey, Creflo Dollar must have called him up and was like, hey man, I need my new plane. You know, I'm hurting. (laughs) Yeah, I can't buy a new van, So he had to call up the Supreme Court, you know, hey, them, them preachers need that
1: money. Yeah, yeah. But the it's epic
0: <laughs> Like do what
1: we're doing. We're doing Zoom comedy shows. You could do that. Just please. Right. Right. The the best part though was the um
0: the epic clapback from the Pope. Uh, the next day (laughs) who basically did a massive subtweet in an op-ed in the New York Times to Amy Cody Barrett and the archdiocese of this, the Catholic church of New York, which is Cardinal Dolan. And it was amazing. It was
1: amazing. It was all my dreams come true. (laughs) Oh my God. I, as much as I love Pope Francis, also he's from Argentina and I lived there for many years. Um, Every time I realize how wonderful he is, I'm like, Yo, what was going on before him? Like, what did Ra- What did Ratzinger and Benedict cover up? Like the, sh- ooh, you know? So it's like this double-edged sword. I'm like, wow, he's really great. He's really progressive. Right.
0: What are they hiding? Mm-hmm.
1: Totally. <laughs> but yeah, he, oh God, Pope Francis for the win. Once again, all right, last news story. This was the week where Donald Trump pardoned a turkey for the crime of being Delicious. And but pardon former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn for the crime of lying to the FBI about communicating with Russia in the lead up to the 2016 election, which is the same thing. Just delicious to Putin, delicious to, you know, everybody. Uh, there's got to there's going to be a lot of pardons if you guys aren't just checking in with this news story. There are going to be a lot of pardons coming in the final weeks of the Trump administration. And, and I say, like, let's just have fun with it. Just, like, put him in a T-shirt cannon, fire him out, you know, have all the crooks, like, jump all over one another to get them. Um, and actually, one of those pardons might go to the president himself, if you guys are following this. And apparently, uh, everyone's asking, like, can he do that, just like with everything else about this administration? And the answer is somehow still not no. <laughs> like, like, it's not, <laughs> there's not an, oh yeah, no, he can't part of himself. No, no, but we don't know. And it, and like, of course, all the commentators are like, well, they have to be a, be a bridge too far. Yeah. The man builds bridges that are too far. That's his <laughs> That's entire build. purpose. Um. This is like, you guys, you guys know, you know, the whole age old, like, if you have find a genie with a lamp or a, a lamp with a genie in it and you get three wishes, can one of those wishes be like a hundred more wishes? We don't even know the answer to that shit, you know, <laughs> like, how are we supposed to know whether the president can pardon himself? Like, we just, we're terrible at definitive answers here, you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, y'all. Do you think he's going to try and pardon himself? for I guess hush payments to Stormy Daniels or campaign fraud. I
2: don't I mean I don't think I think he will I think he will try to pardon himself, but I don't think he will have to actually. I don't think America has the balls to actually even go after Trump uh because I think he'll set the precedent of going after other other presidents and everything. I don't think we have the stones to do it. And I think he kind of knows yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think he'll have to. But I think he would if he did have to. Easy.
1: Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bush somewhere is like, no, 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 no. Let's not look back. Look forward. You know, <laughs> right. I voted for Biden. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's true. It's like but apparently a pardon might not work in the state of New York. Right. Where he's oh. facing other crimes or those crimes. I forgot which crimes, but there's still He's never going to yeah. see a-, <laughs> a jail cell or or be even on house arrest he'll skip to russia before that happens or you know wherever jeffrey epstein is hanging um you know we'll see (laughs) or whoever killed jeffrey epstein is hanging i don't know (laughs) wherever lady margaret goes uh when she wants to take a break i've been watching a lot of the crown um (laughs) <laughs> it all right. was good. <laughs> oh my god it's so oh. good it's okay. so good it makes up for the fact that british baking bake off was so bad um <laughs> all right we're gonna move on to our next segment but before we do i want to read some of your chats thank you so much for being here everyone in the chat i see your chats i love your chats Alyssa burdick says my birthday was shared with donald trump oh
2: oh man oh thank you Alyssa. (laughs) i
1: can she's she asked can she have mercy yes you have all of the mercy (laughs) yes but like you're the best it's so easy you're the best person to be born on that day like all of the maybe there should be a support group for people who are born on donald trump's birthday actually Mm. there probably is um we'll look into that it's like uh you know it's like uh, do I have, like, you know, asshole rising in me? You know, what is that? Like, should I look into this? Um, uh, Fiddle and Arrow on Twitch says, Neera Tandon can Barry Weiss be far behind? <laughs> no, I don't think she's far behind. Barry Weiss, uh, the notorious uh, bad take uh, op-ed writer of the New York Times, um, like super Zionist. Uh, all right, Drenoa seventy seven. The government needs to help out. A lot of us are unemployed as out industry suffers. Our industry suffers absolutely. Um, Greg and I are stand-ups, and uh, not that there was ever money in comedy, but there's Ooh, definitely man. not money now.
2: goddamn right we're Zoom comics now. Zoom comics. Thank you, <laughs> Zoom. So <out laughs> Zoom.
1: Thanks so much, Zoom. If you know, if you know the creators of Zoom, we love them.
2: Yeah, I got my Zoom tattoo.
1: <laughs> I didn't get stock soon enough. <laughs> <Right>? uh, <laughs> oh. Andrew Williams on YouTube says, hasn't this been the strategy of the GOP for some time, usually striking the economy? Why not start a war and get people killed? Absolutely. War is a great distraction, also from the fact that they're not helping people. Mm-hmm. Azoltar the magnificent man, I never thought I would stand the Pope like this, honestly. Uncle Phil, 2K on YouTube. I think Trump is absolutely going to pardon Jelaine Maxwell. Yes, admit it'll make all the QAnon idiots do mental gymnastics. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Because remember that one moment when we were like, "Yo, maybe we all agree on the same conspiracy." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that three seconds where we was like, "Wait, (laughs) exactly (laughs) what's happening?" Q took over, children are being sold on Wayfair or something. I don't know. Um, sometimes our moirs cost that much, you guys. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into the sitch for this week. We got important shit to hash out with Nalini. This is the sitch. You know, Working Families Party did so much during the election. Um uh, I joined a text banking for Warnock in Georgia, right? Uh, and that race is still not won, but Working Families Party has done a lot and I think has made, I just want to hats off to how easy you have made it to plug into your organizing and um, and yeah, but I want to ask you how you're feeling and how Working Families Party is feeling now that Biden is in office. We got this transition on our hands. Where are you at, Nalini.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, we from the very beginning at the Working Families Party were very clear that we needed to beat Donald Trump and the authoritarian fascist stuff that was coming out of this administration, or there would be a stamp of approval um, from this country for the actions for the last four years. Far too much damage has been done um, in the last four years, um, even though this country was obviously found on unjust policies and practices. Um, But I think that, you know what, this is step one. And this is what always was that we knew for a really long time. Step one was to make sure that there was a new Biden administration. Step two is to hold them all accountable because nobody makes them do the work, we make them do the work. So obviously with this runoff in Georgia, we have to make sure that we win win big in Georgia so we can actually have a Senate um, that can vote on our side. And then we have to continue to actually meet the needs of people in this current crisis and actually push bold transformative change. And 2022 is actually super important for any of this to get done. And why is that? Yeah, I mean, I think that, listen, every year, every year in politics is a little, we haven't had a new alignment since um, the new deal. Um, or since, sorry, and s- since Reagan. We are living in the post-Reagan alignment where the political realignment went from the New Deal coalition, right? To a more neocon, war hawk coalition, family values, right? Christian hegemony stuff first <laughs> um, coalition. And we haven't gotten out of that. So in these last, you know, 30 to 40 years, Every time there is a a Democrat in office in the presidency, or a Republican, the House and state houses switch the other way. So 2022 Mm -hmm. is important to actually get the values that we believe in at Working Families Party, that the left and progressives believe in, to make sure that we're even going further than we have over the last four years, and so that we don't have the pendulum swinging back until we can create that new realignment.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's often when Democrats, you know, they sort of kick, I mean, under Obama sort of kick the like grassroots, um, you know, legs from underneath their campaign that helped them mm-hmm. win in the first place, not knowing that two years later, they're going to need those, you know, that grassroots to actually win more House seats and and maintain House seats and Senate seats. Absolutely. Um, which is ridiculous. And And so you mentioned, you know, the the like family values and morals and i just i think we're kind of at that point where for sure not that it wasn't dead before but the republican party can no longer claim at all that they give a fuck about families about morals <laughs> about any of that and you know you, like i saw aoc on cuomo the other day uh you know chris you know chrissy and she was <laughs> like you know, this is the moral thing to do is to help families right now. And, and reclaiming that moral language is something really interesting that I think, um, like Reverend William Barber has done, uh, with the moral Mondays movement, but it's so important right now in this pandemic, people are starving. People are sick. People don't have healthcare, housing, education, all of the basics. Um, And Biden's coming into that situation and he has an opportunity to sort of make a moral choice from your perspective and from, you know, WFP. Like what what are those things, maybe even one or two things in the first year that he can do that would squarely um, put him on the side of the working class?
0: Absolutely. I mean, we need a massive federal jobs program where everyone who needs a job can get a job and we need that right away. Um, mm-hmm. And there are many ways that we can do that with, with 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 public works. There are things in the Green New Deal, right? There are things from our past. Like I keep thinking about the theater community and what, like, what does it look like to do a federal theater project and federal writers project again? There, it is not things that we have to, you know, it's, it's not new things that we have to do. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. So I think that a, a, a massive a massive, massive jobs program, um, which is something we were all afraid that Trump was going to do, to be honest, because he had all this talk. It was going to be a nationalist, a white nationalist jobs program, but he was talking about jobs. And so I think that, so that's, you know, for me, like a number one thing you can do. People are suffering, people have been suffering before the pandemic and give everybody a job who needs one, period, full stop, the end. And the other thing I think is really, you know, I think we need to take this kind of care narrative beyond and we talk about this in our people's charter centered around care is that it's not just about healthcare care anymore it's about what are like when i think about kids going back and forth to school in new york city and i think about like the care that they that parents need that for their children because they're home with their kids right like public care needs to be a completely reinvestment into that's how our healthcare system, our nursing home systems. Like it's It should be from the cradle to the grave that we take Mm -hmm. care of people. And so I think that we need to look at um, organizations like national domestic workers that we work closely with who've been pushing an economy of care. And I think those are the two
1: things. If we can do those two things, there can be a lot,
0: a lot happening for everyone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What do you like, Care you mean like what if there was like universal pre K or um, universal pre K? Yep. Yeah, I mean that's that's so basic. It's like we're talking a lot about student debt. You know, I know there's a big conversations right now about you know eliminating student debt, and I think Biden's even flirting with numbers like fifty thousand, which is good enough. Like I think that's good. That's a that's a huge and hopefully it's not. I mean, you can't really means test that. It's just like up to fifty thousand. Great, absolve. But I also think pre-universal pre-K could be one of those things. It's like a lightning rod. Like boom, here it. Mm-hmm. Like you, you get this. Everyone gets this. Yep. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, universal well, pre-K and universal elder care. Sorry, I think that's a thing too. Is that elder? You know, I mean, we've seen what the state of our nursing homes are in. My grandfather died in one a few years ago, and you see the the state that they're in that they can't even help. Their own like a spread in a nursing home because the facilities are so, um, you know, broken. And so, what does elderly
1: care that is universal look like for yeah. anybody who needs it? Absolutely, Abs- That would be huge. I mean, talk about. I mean, mm-hmm. exactly. Like talk about steady voters. Just like the olds, they they yep. vote. <laughs> they vote. They vote. Give yep. them care. Give them the care. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, uh, first ones out there usually.
1: Oh, man. You remember the woman? Uh, I forgot her name, but she had some wonderful, like, you know, early 1900s name like Norma or, you know, Theodora. And uh, she was just wearing like a hazmat suit and went to go vote by mail. Just just a queen. Just love her. Um, Anyway, I wanted to also, you know, we talked I talked a little bit about the cabinet picks. What are your thoughts, Nalini? How important? are some of these picks or are you not as rattled, I think as some are by just how kind of like Obama 2.0, you know, there, there are more women, there are more people of color, that's good, but they're not necessarily um, there. There's not a big tip to the progressive community. Um, And just today I wanted to mention Cecilia Rouse is, she's a labor economist from Princeton University. and she's gonna be a uh, part of an economic advisory board. Um, she'll be the first African-American woman uh, to chair that council. I don't know anything about this woman. I haven't done my research, but what, what are your thoughts on how important the cabinet picks are? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's important, but
0: I don't, I don't wanna overemphasize the importance of it because here's the thing. I think particularly certain cabinet picks, and there's a lot that haven't been chosen yet, like Department of Education after what Betsy did. Oh Lord, I can't. I just can't. Um, I just can't.
1: I just can't. Anyone the who's Department stepped of- foot in a school, just like anyone who's ever been to a public school, you're right. in. Like- <laughs> right. Exactly. It's
0: just like um the Department of Justice, um, that right, that incarcerates and all of the things that we've been talking about around, around defunding police at all of those institutions. Yeah. Um But I I was really happy that somebody like Janet Yellen got picked for Secretary Treasurer. Um, You know, yes, she she, Brookings Institute sometimes sometimes has some neoliberal stuff, but has a lot of progressive stuff. They came out this year and saying that, you know, people there is models and ways to defund the police and invest in communities, right? And so that is a that is a good sign. And and Secretary Treasurer is. Really important. It wasn't somebody who was a former banker that did mean something to me because I was like, "All right, which one is it going to be now?" Right? Like I was like, "Pick a CEO." I was like, "Not Jamie Dimon, not you know." (laughs) Um, And so, so like that was that was a big deal to me. But I think that it's it 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 matters what we make them do again. Like it is always about. What the people and organized forces, organized workforce, organized communities make them do in this moment, and I do, you know, at the end of the day, if they don't share our values, we'll turn up on them.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's simple, absolutely, yeah. Yellen, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Um, I, I wanted to mention though, um, you know, turning to the movement for Black Lives and Black and the, really the defining story. Of this year, beyond COVID, the positive and the—I think the positive. I think just like the incredible, the uprising that we witnessed that you, I know, were a part of. Patrice Cullers, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter, wrote this open letter on behalf of the movement for Black Lives to Biden and Kamala, basically saying, "Like, what are you going to deliver? You need to deliver. We need to have a face-to-face." and like black americans basically handed you this victory i mean look at georgia flipping to blue it's incredible um so you know what are you going to do about it what are what are your thoughts on what needs to be done i guess moving on from the economy to racial justice like mm-hmm. what are those things that could be done in the first couple of years
0: yeah i mean i'll also just say one thing too it's not only because Black folks delivered it. It's also the young people who came out. There are studies who are showing that they came out on because of the protests and the uprising that they saw and they wanted to do something in the ballot box too. So you also, you know, you you also also not only owe Black Americans, you owe the movement um, who, who were able to build the conditions for us to be out there in that way. And so I think, I mean, first of all, I think on, on racial ju- for me, racial justice is economic justice and vice versa. Like, I think that when we just look at issues of race and we're just like immigration, incarceration, it's just like we also live in the United States. Like, and so, and like <laughs> all and the no other shit we. Black folks so. ain't struggling here, or <laughs> Latinos ain't struggling here. I don't know what you're talking about, right? Right. So. I think that it's important that any—I mean, so anything that I said again—I think a massive jobs bill is going to help Black and Brown people. It's going to help. uh, It's going to help Black folks, Um, and I think that that should—that should include things like, you know, if they're going to legalize marijuana, how do we give, you know, cooperatives that are Black and Brown own the first rights and these things, right? Like those types of things that are. that that come with the framework of transformative justice, of particularly incarceration, right? And so I think that that's important. The other thing I think is like, you know, the BREATHE Act is something that is a comprehensive bill that Ayanna Presley supports that was written by the Movement for Black Lives Electoral Justice Project. Um, That is some of my homies. And I feel like the BREATHE Act has a comprehensive way of saying you can actually, people need money and they need resources in their community. And this is the way the federal government can help Die like you know, divest in things yeah. that are not helping our communities and invest. So I I think again, I'm still gonna go back to jobs no matter what, because we all need them. And it is a racial justice issue. She's just gonna say that right away. And I I believe that like, you know, things like the Breathe Act, if they actually make it or just at least big portions of it um in the next year or so, it will ensure both safety for our communities, but also our communities coming back and being at the ballot box. Yeah. So- so, yeah. I mean,
1: I, I want to, Greg, I want you to jump in also. I don't know. What are your thoughts on the, um, no, I, the mean, sort I, of, I I yeah. agree
2: with everything Malini's uh, been saying. I mean, um, jobs, I mean, people need jobs. Uh, we need justice. Uh, the, the weed laws, I mean, all these weed companies and it's all white dudes owning them. It's, it's all white folks owning them. I mean, I was up in Seattle, uh, a little bit ago and, I saw just like this weed store and my lady was like, Oh yeah, everybody used to sell right where that weed store is (laughs) at that same spot where that weed store is. So it's just that type of justice, um, reparations, you know I mean? Uh, some form of it, you know, I mean Mm -hmm. money and not just like, Oh, well, you know, school and education, we need that too, but we need money as well. Uh, but it's, it's so many things, but, um, Yeah, Yeah, I mean, part of something really. My my thing is, I just hope they. It was nice for Joe Biden to say say something about Black Americans in his speech, but I just hope we actually (laughs) do something because you know, right. Yeah, he
1: was very like, "We will not forget you," and it's like, "All right, you know." I think they uh, moved
2: on the edge. I think a lot of Black folks were like, you know, I'm I'm tired of voting for Democrats, and we never Mm -hmm. they never do anything for us. And I know a lot of Black folks were like. Not saying that they're going to vote Republican, but just like I'm done voting at at all until we at least get some comprehensive plan that you're going to actually help us out. And a lot that was a lot of talk over Twitter, a lot of social medias. And I know they know that. I know they found that out. So I think that's one of the reasons Biden said that. But
1: Mm -hmm.
2: like DMX said, you know, I hope you I hope you do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And the Breathe Act is it's interesting because there is you know, initially, right after the George Floyd protests and the uprising, there were like, oh, well we will, you know, body cams and no knock warrants should be ended. And like, I don't wanna discredit just how important those things are. And I mean, the fact that we have body cams, it's like, it seems little, but look at all the shit we're seeing now. Look at all of this egregious stuff that's being captured on camera that was going on forever and still goes on, Be you know, when it's not being filmed. Um, But I think that was really a catalyst for, I mean, the fact that George Floyd's murder and so many of these murders have been filmed, have been catalysts um, that even white people can't or non-black people can't ignore, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's that. There's like the sort of what I would call almost like a little bit weak sauce, like let's end the no-knock warrants. Meanwhile, Breonna Taylor still doesn't have justice and her family is, you know, no one's Mm -hmm. being actually – like, uh, you know, no one's being charged with anything. <clears throat> and so, I mean, just the Breathe Act. I mean, I don't know, Nalini, do you think it's possible that we could get some traction under, under that? I want to just read out the, what you were referring to, federal grants for local state tribal governments to de incarceration and help create community-led public safety o- options. Like, that's mm-hmm. so visionary. It's so huge. And you can call that defunding the police or you can call that like investing in communities, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Um, And it's got, I, I don't know. I guess I, for, for me, it's got to come from the top down. Like, I feel like it does mean something that Obama under Obama, there was an opening of investigations into the behavior of police forces. It mattered that he was examining the fact that we're basically shipping, you know, weaponry that comes back from the middle East mm-hmm. over to local police departments. Just like, And he he was like, "Mm, maybe there's a pipeline there. We need to stop. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. so I I don't know. Do you feel, I mean, this is the chicken or the egg question of, is it a cultural issue? Is it around? I think, Greg, some of those, the exploratory sort of work into reparations really has to do with like reckoning with our racist past, looking at systemic, um, uh, you know, racist institutions it, like, it's very chicken in the egg of, like, can we just, you know, push these reforms forward? Or do we need to have, like, a moment of, like, holy shit, we really need these? How Like, how many more moments do we need before we realize that this has to happen?
2: Ooh. I mean, how much time yeah. we got left in this?
1: Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so hard. I, I, I think it's all together. Um, I mean, uh, you have to do something. It's going to take a long time to, like, you can't go into the back. I guess you can go into the background of every cop but how deep can you actually go? Do we have those type of tests that we can know if a cop is really racist? Do you really hate black and Latino people? Do you hate all Brown people? Are you scared of Brown people? Uh, before we give you a badge, uh, but it's deep. I mean, racism is so deep in this country and so ingrained and in to who gets a tear at a restaurant. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, right. it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's really a hard question, but we, we got to do something and we have to do something to help. I don't think it's, I don't think there's any uh, quick solution, but I'm, you know, steps, all I'm looking for is steps, uh, gradual steps to help something out. So people will not get scared of just walking around.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you know, you have to, I mean, it's, it's always like the, uh, walk gum, walk and chew gum at the same time. I'm notoriously bad at metaphors. Like even the ones, but I mean, I'm always trying to say something. I'm like, what's the seam of your pants or the seat of your pants? It's terrible. <laughs> like, notoriously. Only if it's like Game of Thrones or nerdery, like Ewok Star Wars. That's when I can make a <laughs> Sopranos <laughs> reference. Like nothing else. Anyway, so back to what I was saying. Is that you know you got to do both, right? It's like this is a day. I always compare organizing and like. um Um, demands as like a boxing match, right? It's like you're going to keep going rounds and rounds and rounds and rounds and it's just, um, it's a matter of how many punches you can land. So we can land a bunch of local legislation that enabled us, which we did. Like a lot of those demands that came out from our particular side were 2014 demands that Mm. weren't really popularized, but some people started to do it. And then we started to see more videos and more evidence that is just like, that's your foot not somebody sitting on you know, a street corner, not somebody across the street who didn't see something happen. It's your footage on y'all. So I think it's just like, how do we continue to do both? And I feel that because of the Trump administration, we are going to have a lot to do on the federal level a lot more to do on the federal level as people and as movements for the next few years. Cause we got to undo a bunch of shit over the last four and undo a bunch of shit since like 1976. I mean, 1776, 1976. That was the bicentennial. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Nalini, what's, what's WFP uh, moving forward in the next couple of months? I know all eyes are on Georgia. Um, and like I said, I think I would encourage everyone to, f- to you know plug in. I think WFP does a great job, but like what are what are the stakes? And just explain sort of what you all are doing on the ground there.
0: Yeah, so um the early voting starts on December 14th, which is very, very soon in Georgia. And the stakes are we have two Senate seats left in the in the balance. Um, the Republicans, if if we are able to flip those two to um, Democrats, then we have a tie in the Senate. Yeah and the person who breaks the tie is the vice president of the united states a lot of the times um and so and obviously we have some democrats in name only like joe manchin um who who don't necessarily vote with us but we need to do everything possible to help folks on the ground and so we're doing a massive field um operation and you can text G A W F P to 30403 G-A-W-F-P to 30403 if you wanna get involved. We have easy pathways for you to do texting. We are also sending postcards to voters because people have been getting a lot of calls and messages and we're doing door knocking and field operations in a COVID safety manner to make sure that we're not um, contributing to um, where we're at right now. But yes, it's it's critical that we, we can fight against a Mitch McConnell Senate or fight against a split Senate that would have oh kind of joint leadership with um, Democrats basically kind of in control, so yeah. I know what I want. I hope everybody. <laughs> is I want <laughs> to fight Schumer. Schumer.
1: <laughs> I just want to fight wanna Schumer.
0: I want to fight Schumer and Pelosi together. <laughs> As the New Yorker, I have to. Play <laughs> <again after>.
1: um. <laughs> oh my god! Meanwhile, um, Biden sprained his ankle playing with his dog. I don't know why I just mentioned that. I just thought I wanted. I just want to drop that in.
2: <laughs> really.
1: He's sprained his ankle playing with his doggy.
2: Probably from that run he did when he won. That little jog, that little I was just thinking.
1: How Probably long is that? Why he was hiding in his basement for that long is because he was just saving up the energy <laughs> to do that one run. And then we were all like, "Oh, this is great."
2: It was all shoulders.
1: You see just <laughs> I like the run, yeah, but yeah, no, uh, playing playing fetch with a dog. That's okay. It's it's like a really adorable way to injure your ankle. You know, it's not golf or like <laughs> you know, like cheating on your wife and somehow spraining your ankle. I think um,
2: all of us should stop playing golf. Like, it just looks ugh. bad. It just looks terrible. Pick another sport. Play tennis. If you want, <laughs> oh, I of want them to play
0: handball. Handball. Like, hey, it the- <laughs> I think that they would get a bunch of
2: <laughs> Golf Just looks. It just looks too rich and just bad. It's it just, looks yeah.
1: too rich. It does, right?
2: It smells
1: it's rich. Rich. It <laughs> smells. It wreaths it. like <laughs> it's rich. Play some Uno. Can I get some Uno cards? Some Honestly, <laughs> I just am <laughs> a president who loves Uno. <laughs> that would be so great. By the way, Uno, right. the game of Uno has more rules and regulations than the presidency of the United States. <laughs> Can I just say that? Like, he's going to pardon. He's probably going to pardon himself. <laughs> like, Uno would never allow that
2: allow nope. part our, our,
1: our, our
2: chess. Nope. Can we get some some of that Queen's Gambit
1: love? Right. Um, Just one last thing. You know, you know, there. It, this is a moment where a lot of people who are um sort of apolitical and maybe liberals um you know fairly comfortable see that a Biden presidency is ascending and is like, cool. My work is done. Uh, and it is a time when a lot of radicals and people on the left are like, good, now the Democrats are back in and I'm going to talk even more shit, you know, um, (laughs) while not doing anything. Uh, you are an organizer, you continue to work. Um, what is your, just, how do you keep going? How do you take a breath and redouble your efforts for this next chapter of this fight for working Americans? Well, yeah, I mean, I, the thing is that I always remember is that I want to win,
0: um, and, <laughs> and that's really You're my, just competitive. That is, <laughs> I really want, no, I want to win for our people, and I don't, you know, winning is, it ain't easy, and it does, it's not just one cycle. It's not just one election. It's not just one candidate. It's not just one issue. Winning to transform what we have here in the United States of America, that it was built on stolen land by stolen people, like, that is, it. it is it is a lifetime of work. Now, I still have fun. I still don't have to party. I still don't to dance <laughs> and sing. And we need to have all of those things. And we need to have creativity. But I think it's really important. I'm not saying people shouldn't go back to brunch because I want to go to brunch. <laughs> but <laughs> I think it's, I, I really do. I'm a New Yorker. I appreciate my brunch, y'all. You ain't taking brunch away from me. Then. <laughs> um, but what I will say, what I will say is, is that like things like, we can't go back the way it used to be because it's not. The world has changed, and I don't think people are going to allow it to change, right? Yeah. So many people are hurting in this crisis right now. People are literally physically experiencing it physically experience what it is to be, even if somebody's in, I don't know, whatever rich apartment they have, like they're just in their rich apartment. They probably can't go that many places, right? right. Like everybody's experiencing it <laughs> to a certain level, and I do feel like right now, that we owe it to. If everybody is has been talking about our heroes, our new heroes. The first time that I thought that we f- were finally seeing grocery store workers, um, male people, um, all like nurses, doctors, um, yes. like restaurant workers, and all of these essential workers who these are our heroes and i've been waiting for that because they've been my heroes for a really long time it's finally everybody's heroes and if we want to actually honor them that means we have to do the work to make the change to make sure
1: this shit never happens to them again yeah. ooh that is a Go great ahead. way to end this segment uh amen to that and thank you so much for for saying all that and for you know continuing to sort of pave this way for us and those of us who aren't as, you know, aren't as involved on the day-to-day, and yeah, and thank you for all your work, Nalini. Um, And pivoting (laughs) into our final segment, I just want to read a couple of super chats Uncle Phil 2K, make it law that cops can no longer carry live ammo, rubber bullets, tasers, anything to stop cops killing citizens 60 seconds into a traffic stop. Agreed. Honestly, it's, like, you could still kill people with that stuff, but like, just demilitarize the police for the love of God. Um, Snow White, great name, um, says, thanks for Jessica. Another great show with amazing guests. Y'all are crushing it. Thank you. I agree. I have a discerning guest booking schedule or something. I don't know, but I agree. (laughs) I love my guests. I love these guys. All right. We have one more segment. It is Christmas. It is Christmas time because Thanksgiving is over and somehow there's more holidays that we don't get to spend with our families because there is a global pandemic. But um, no matter if you celebrate, you do understand the importance of the holiday decorations in the White House. And this is Melania's final year to make a statement. And so I want to know what she's going to do. This is The float is who stole Christmas. (laughs) Okay, so we've seen the trees of blood. We've seen (laughs) the, like, white, weird branches. We've seen last year, 2019, Melania's Christmas uh, decorations were surprisingly tasteful, very normie, like, whatever, fine. And then we did hear her say very... um, very fervently that quote who gives a fuck about christmas i oh, did want me to do the decoration i don't care i don't want to do the decoration which by <laughs> the way was in the same breath that she was like who cares about these kids in the cages all the children but we all made a big deal about the christmas thing <laughs> 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 like and I I get it cuz like we kind of all expect it, right? We knew she sh- she would say that about migrant children. She has no love in her heart for them. But like Christmas um that was surprising. So what is she going to do in her final year? Um the tree's been delivered apparently, and according to a source in the White House, the First Lady will not attend the unveiling of the holiday decor, which <laughs> means She's like trying to Angela Bassett this, you know, just like throw a bomb, walk away. (laughs) Uh, Um, I don't know, Greg, what do you think it's going to be? Oh, uh,
2: Melania's done. Uh, uh, Black Christmas all day. She put the black tree of spray paint, the Christmas tree black, black balls (laughs) figuratively and literally. (laughs) She's done, man. Melania's been done. She hates it there. She don't care about Christmas. She just yeah. stacking that bread. So she, when she get out of this relationship, she could go move to Austria or uh, somewhere with them kids and chill out
1: with Baron.
2: Yeah, taller Baron. Baron.
1: Worth with her, like he got huge. Baron's Remember like when he
2: seven? He was about he's about to go
1: to play.
0: Yeah, like, I thought
1: he was gonna be a basketball player.
0: I was like, Paul, he got to right.
1: <laughs> he huge. should. He'll play basketball for the Austrian team. It'll be great. Um. He's like definitely him. got, like, that awkward European basketball player body. There's something like-
2: about that. I like that kid. There's something <laughs> about him. You know, hopefully, hopefully he'll be the good one, you know, that'll be on, you know, he's like, yeah, my dad sucks, but I don't really fool with that side of the family, you know. Right. Smoker. He's a smoker for sure. I, I oh see yeah. He's sm- see Oh that. my god.
1: So many bongs. Yeah, uh totally. oh yeah. So many so, bubblers, a lot of bong water in his room.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: they're gold. Oh. To, they're all gold though. <laughs> oh yes.
2: Gold bongs. Not- <laughs> gold bongs. <Yeah>. Gold bongs. <laughs>
1: Somewhere yeah, Baron yeah. Barron's on Zoom, like Baron. yo, look at this one. <laughs> yeah. Just showing his one friend that he has. <laughs> um so okay, all black Christmas. I like that. I feel like she would go vinyl with it, you know, very Corella Deville. Uh, Nalini, what do you think? What's Melania's final Christmas gonna look like?
0: I kind of, I in, in my dream world, I kind of hope she sets like fire to the wing of the White House. Like I really want her to, be like, Oops. like Oopsie. just like, push, Oopsie. <laughs> and like her smiling with this, and then fire engulfed flames nobody heard of course um and, you know but uh, <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> um i think that that would be if she said yeah if she set fire to the east wing of the white house um that'd be yeah. really that'd be something I it's gotta <laughs> be like on.
1: because a tree initially like a baby jesus has to have started it you know
0: yeah 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 She's just gonna be like, but
1: Mary Magdalene, like we couldn't, we just couldn't. She's gonna walk out of the flames as Mary, like. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it's gonna be. It, it is gonna be epic. Um, I think something's gonna happen where every tree is gonna look like a coronavirus, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, it already does kind of that you could see yeah. the similarity, but like it'll be green and then just little pokey out like red <laughs> tufts or like whatever ball decoration she has. And it'll just be a bunch of coronaviruses, just like when Trump did his little, you know, from the Oval Office rally that Candace Owens organized and everyone was just dressed like COVID-19. <laughs> that that was brilliant. I think it's going to be something along the lines of that, like, oh, Um but fuck Christmas. Maybe, maybe Hanukkah's her thing. Maybe she just needs to be given a chance to do a really nice menorah. Yeah, I, I can see that. Something. Sure. Um, all right, you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the insights, the laughs. the You know, just keeping us sane in this ridiculous time. Nalini, how can people find you and your work? Totally. You can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram
0: at Nell Stamp. And um, you can always text um, WFP to 30403 to find out what you want to
1: get from the Working Families Party and how to get involved. Awesome. Please do that. Nalini, take very good care of yourself and come back on the show. Come back.
2: And Greg, where can people find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Greg the Grouch and check out my website, gregcomedy.com and Check out a Zoom show. That's all I got right now. Zoom show. Yes.
1: And if you look like Nira Tandon, slide into Greg's DM. <laughs>
2: Please slide in my DM. He'll beam. be there. On, What's You're up? Summering. Maybe I can bring you back to this side, Nira. <laughs> <laughs> good side. All right. There. Take care,
1: Greg. Thank Bye. you so much for being here. And thank you all for being here. Oh, my gosh. Um. Um. Hey, how about tipping the show? TDR-Live on Venmo. T. TBR, why'd I say D? Because that's a damage report. TBR dash live on Venmo. TBR Live on Cash App. Um and if you're watching in the future, rate this podcast. Give us five stars. Do it. We need it. I love it. I read every review and it makes me feel makes me feel good. It makes me feel very, very good. Um and thank you so much to our producer, Becca Roofer, and to uh the folks who help out this show, uh, Dorsey Shaw and Carrie, uh Kelly Carrie, Carrie Kelly. Miss Kelly. That's what I'm going to call her. Uh, and guess what? The fascist is almost gone. It is our Christmas present. Is it, our Chris- it is our Christmas wish. Um, but he's still mad, y'all. He's still saying a lot of things like this. And what happened, if you watched the election, I was called by the biggest people uh, saying congratulations, political people. Congratulations, sir, you just won the election. It was 10 o'clock and you looked at the numbers and I'm sure you felt that way. This election was over and then they did dumps. They call them dumps, big, massive dumps uh, in Michigan and Pennsylvania and uh, uh, all over. <laughs> massive dumps all over. And Maria's like, like, mm, yes, massive dumps. Just add a word, bro. Otherwise, it sounds like you're talking about your diaper, homie. We know you definitely did do a massive dump. And we'll be cleaning it up for the next four years and beyond. Thank you guys so much. And remember, don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Bye.